0: It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Hey, yo, what's up everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe P. Zapia, and welcome to Betting Pros and we are here today to take you through the American League. That's right, win totals, baby. It is me, it is Dan Harris, and it is you. And Dan, we just did a very successful National League pod. If people missed it, they can go back and listen to it, obviously, on demand, wherever they get their podcasts. But it's time to focus on the American League today and the win totals there, where the DH still lives and breathes, where eventually we'll come back to the National League, I believe. But that's the big difference, and the uh, the differences too. We've got some uh, some teams, some juggernaut teams, especially in the uh, in the New York Yankees and, and a few other ones as well. But this seems a little bit more. Maybe open to interpretation with some of these win totals. I think there might be some more variants here as we're looking at the American
1: League. So welcome to the show today, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, these totals. That Some of them are tough. I have a couple ones that I really, really like. I'm going to be interested to hear what you have to say about them. But a lot of them, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like This, this easily could be like 10 games over, 10 games under. <laughs> And I really have no idea which way I lean. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about these today, for sure, because you're right. There, there are a lot of places that we really need to dive into the number.
0: Yeah, and if you're looking to dive into these numbers, make sure you hit up Betting Pros, because that's the site for you. It's our extension of Fantasy Pros, and obviously, it's for all your betting information. They do a fantastic job here of taking all the different sites, all the different win totals, so you can see everything, look at where the values are on the board, and make your good, informed decisions. And that's what we're about here. A little entertainment... A little information, a little of this, a little of that, and we got you covered here on Betting Pros. So let's start. Let's start with the Yankees, the team that is either loved or hated, depending on what side of the aisle you're on. But the win total for the Yankees, big time expectations, as always, and that's the thing with these big teams, whether it be in football, the Dallas Cowboys that have big followings, you know, certain teams, the Yankees, you're always going to have a premium because of the kind of team they are, the big base, fan base. So... The aggregate here is 95 and a half. That's about what you're getting at most spots for the New York Yankees. Now, what's interesting about this is you look at them on paper, you see the talent. It's the rotation. I think that's got more questions. You've got Garrett Cole at the top. No questions about him. But after that, how many innings is Tyon on going to give you? Is Corey Kluber going to bounce back and give you 200 innings again? That's a distinct question mark. Domingo Herman. Will Severino come back? David Garcia. Is he ready to kind of make that leap? Dan, there's a lot of questions, and that 95 and a half is a very big number. So with all that in there, plus, oh yeah, there's a bunch of guys that get hurt every year on the Yankees named Judge and Stanton, throwing all that in there, is this tempting you to look potentially at the under of this 95 and a half?
1: It's kind of a stay away for me. I wouldn't go over. I would say that. I'm not going over with it for the exact reasons that you said. Corey Kluber is the number two starter. Like, you, that that's not a rotation that should be, you know, for a team that should be expected to have 95 and a half wins. It really is with all the question marks in that rotation, just something where I can't go over. It is the lineup, but you mentioned it, man. You want a lineup where guys are likely to miss time between Judge and Stanton and Aaron Hicks and Everything like that—it's really tough. And the bullpen is good, but already they're dealing with something. I don't—we don't know the, nose, uh, the news. The news—it just broke this morning. But Britton is having an MRI. They're <laughs> a little worried about his UCL in his arm. That would be a big hit to the bullpen. So ninety-five and a half is a big number. There's no way I would go over. But if they stay healthy, if you get a bounce back really from either Tyone or Kluber. They easily could hit this number. So for me, it's a stay away. I lean slightly the under, but I, I'm basically not betting it either way.
0: You know, I'm not a big fan of the, you know, uh, I really like this number. It feels really good, but I don't really like this number. It feels really good. It feels right about where it should be. And and the reason is because of the variance of the pitchers, even if Correct. they get good innings out of those yep. guys, my concern is, do they get enough of them? And then the bullpen, which is the strength if they start having an injury or two, then we're really into the weeds. And I, and I think when you're looking at the overall picture of the East, Dan, it feels a little bit, at least to me, like the Rays and Blue Jays are going to be far more competitive than I think people realized even last year. And that's something that's going to enter into it. Now, going to those Rays who made it to the World Series, I went on record last year all over the place, and I said that this is a season that is built for the Rays. It's 60 games. The Red Sox are not competing this year. The Yankees are not going to be able to go out there and acquire big ticket items and they can absorb all these big salaries because they're the Yankees or they're the Red Sox. So the Rays are actually for the first time competing on a very level playing field. And wouldn't you know it, they made it all the way to the World Series. Yep. But now we're back to 162. So here's the question. No Snell, no Morton. I know they have that whole Little League pitching thing, which you're a big fan of the Little League pitching. I know that. I know you got lots of Little League commitments going on. 85 and a half is the number for the Rays, the reigning defending American League champs. So do you think this is achievable with these losses in the rotation and now the factor in that we're back to the 162 marathon?
1: I do, uh, but I really just do because I just kind of, with the Rays, I just kind of close my eyes and say, I believe in whatever you want me to believe. Because when you look at this team, you're like, how is this team even a 500 team? I mean, you look at the rotation, you know, I mean, when they lost Snell, you mentioned they lost Morton, you're like, okay, Chris Archer, Rich Hill, Michael Waka, Colin McHugh. I mean, I've got glass on, but yeah, that rotation is not something that scares you. And I'm sure they're going to be doing like, you throw three innings, you throw three innings, you throw three innings like that, which is fine. And they're that masters- rotation
0: sounds like a sleeper list from 2018. <laughs> Correct. That's a That thing. is my favorite, most hilarious rotation ever, the way you just put them all together and it made me go, what year is it? That's that what the rotation about?
1: is. I didn't do anything. I legit just read the rotation. And the lineup also is just like, you're like, okay, Meadows, I like you for a bounce back. Brandon Lau, always, a you know, he developed power. Maybe you buy into Randy or Rosarena, maybe. But then you're like, okay, who's your cleanup hitter? Oh, it's G-Man Choi. Like, this is not a lineup that you're scared of. I do like the bullpen. I love Nick Anderson. I mean, I think what you saw from him during the season last year is closer to what you're going to get. I know he fell apart in the postseason, but I do expect him to be back to pretty much normal, which what he was. Uh, you know, I like Castillo and Fairbanks is fine. So, you know, the last three years, 90, 96, and then last year they were on 108 win pace at 85 and a half. This sounds terrible, but I, I, I lean the over, but only mm-hmm. really because I'm like, they know what to do to get the most out of their players. And I think that they are gonna be competitive. It's a good division, it's tough, but I lean slightly over, but it's only, I have to close my eyes because when you look at the actual parts, you're like, oh God, this is disgusting. So yeah, slightly I, over, but not not hammering it or anything like
0: that. No, I, I'm not hammering this one either. I would also lean the over if I'm going to lean one way on this one. It's because uh, I think the addition at some point in the time in this year of Wander Franco to this offense is going yeah. to be a big boost. And what do you think, by the f- way, with him? When do you expect him to come up? <sighs> uh, honestly, sooner than later. I okay. don't know if it's going to break camp, but my goodness, he's got off to a great start. Yeah. And that's like, he's kind of forcing their hand, and I know he could play third base, they say, and and maybe, you know, he plays second base and Lau moves somewhere else. I know there's a lot of discussions right now, yep. and, but I think last year you knew they weren't going to push Wander Franco. They just yes. weren't going to do it. Yep. This year, there's a totally different set of circumstances, and what you can't acquire big time guys like the Yankees can like the Blue Jays probably can like the Red Sox can what you can do is add guys from within which is what they Mm -hmm. did last year with the Rosarena and which they can do this year with Franco so those are the difference maker guys I think they will go over they will find a way because they always do right they have a nose for getting the best out of these guys and like Rich Hill I know he's 110 years old but I think it was a good signing like I actually think that was a good move for them and it's hard to replace Morton and Snell. I think that's a lot, but they're going to get creative. They always do. Yep. And they're going to manage their way. I mean, you're looking at basically four and a half games above 500. Are the Rays a a better than 500 baseball team? In my opinion, I think they are. So that's why I would go. Are they five games better? Probably not much more. The blue Jays, however, at 86 and a half, they're even higher in most spots than the Rays and everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid and I love the blue Jays. I'm very excited about them. However, this is another team that after Hyunjin Ryu, there's questions in the rotation. So it's kind of like the theme right now of the American League East as we yeah. continue on here. There's a guy at the top. It's Cole. It's Glass now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Hyunjin Ryu. And then after that, I don't know. We'll see. Who yeah. are the guys in the rest of these rotations? So is the Springer edition enough for this team to stay relevant over this time period and be an 86 and a half above? Or do you think maybe the hype
1: is a little bit, I don't know, too much too soon for these Blue Jays? Think it's enough to go over the rotation you're right i mean there is a lot of horrible rotations which isn't good when you're in a division with a lot of really good lineups but the rotation is gross i mean robbie ray tanner roark hopefully nate pearson can stay healthy but even if he does he's going to be limited in innings matt Stephen Matts, which you and i both know well of course as mets fans and ross stripling had a terrible year last year maybe bounces back the rotation is bad but they are going to score so many runs, especially you know they're going to be playing in, in Dunedin. I think that's how it's pronounced, by the way. But that is an extreme. I think
0: it's hitters. Dunedin.
1: Dunedin. Dunedin. I think so. You know what? All right. It doesn't matter. Hey, it doesn't matter. Nobody. Oh, somebody. Somebody from tweeted there. us and and figure out Dan yeah. Harris, eighty. Joe Piers, be a seventeen. Okay, but regardless <laughs> of what it is, it is an extreme hitters park, and you go to that lineup, and it's not just Springer. By the way, I kind of really liked the under the radar signing of Marcus Simeon too, because now mm-hmm. you look at that. Look at that lineup, Joe. Go down from the top. To the bottom, it's Springer, Bichette, Semyon, Teoscar Hernandez, Vladdy, Biggio, Guriel. Like, that is a lineup. I mean, I, they're going to probably win a lot of 12-10 games, given everything like that. They don't have a great bullpen. I do like Kirby Yates, but he's got to bounce back, and we need to see that and everything like that. The thing is, they have a farm system, right? They have a very solid farm system. So if they're in contention, they're going to go for it. It's clear what they're doing. They are going for it right now. So even though the pitching staff is weak, even though the bullpen is mediocre, unless Yates returns to top form, in which case they have Mm. one of the best closers in the game, I think the lineup is so good that they're going to be able to slightly surpass the 86 and a half wins. They strike me as more of like an 88 win team. So I lean the over here. Again, not my favorite bet on the board or anything like that, but I do like the over.
0: You know, we could also make it up and call it Dunedin, which would sound a lot more okay. like a Lord of the Rings place. Yeah. You know, I think that's where you have to, t- you must take the ring to Dunedin. And when you go that's, there, that's... find the three-eyed crow. And yeah, it sounds like that. It's like a big Game of Thronesy sort of Lord of the Ringsy <laughs> kind of place. You know, it's, you got to watch out. You don't want to be caught in after dark in Dunedin. It's a very that's dangerous true. place. Uh, Boston Red Sox, 80 and a half. Ugly. It's the only mm. way to discuss the Red Sox season last year, 80 and a half is the number. So they're basically just saying, eh, let's throw our hands up. It's a 500 team. Another team that has a lot of questions in the rotation. Now, Eduardo Rodriguez looking good this spring. Yep. Perhaps you get a healthy Chris Sale back at some point. Uh, I think when you're looking at this injury to Xander Bogarts, you're slightly concerned. It seems yep. like it's going in the right direction. However, Sometimes things like that tend to linger. So I don't think it's a question of, can they score runs? I think we all know that they can. Yep. It's just a matter of the bullpen, the back of the rotation yet again, here it's a, again, it's just, this, is just what the East is right now. It's kind of, you know, you've got those front end pitchers yep. and then it's kind of tough to figure things out. So, in my opinion, I think this is, again, another number where is I feel good about the Rays over. The Blue Jays is another one where I feel barely good about that. I would lean towards the over there. The Red Sox, I'd actually lean towards the under because yep. I think they're still more. I think basically this number is because they're the Red Sox. Yep. And I know that sounds crazy, but I think you can get people to wager on the over based on the brand instead of really paying attention to what the roster looks like. because I think the roster still has enough holes that they're probably just slightly under.
1: 500 team yep I I agree with that I lean under I think if you put them in another division maybe you could see them getting to above 500 but in this division we just talked about it three very very good teams one not so good team which we'll talk about next but with those teams I feel like it's going to be really tough for this team to get there and again you mentioned the rotation all the the other teams they all have your one guy right they all have Mm -hmm. all right this is our guy at least they don't have a guy I mean Eduardo Rodriguez is like fine pitcher. And I'm really hoping that he returns to full health. But that is not an ace pitcher. I mean, nor is Nathan Navaldi. So their rotation is really not strong. And their lineup, hopefully, I mean, is J.D. Martinez? I'm buying into the bounce back for J.D. Martinez, but we still need to see it. And Xander Bogarts, again, is already dealing with the shoulder thing. I don't think that the lineup is going to be the Red Sox lineup of Old, and the bullpen is just mediocre. I mean, I don't trust Matt Barnes to close games or Adam out whoever wins it, the rest of them, Brazier, Sawamura, uh, Hernandez, like they're just not that impressive. So for me, again, I lean the under here. This is not a strong, this division, uh, the numbers are not strong. I don't, I don't get a strong lean. There are other spots where I have much stronger leans. I lean under like you. I think we see this the same way in another division, maybe over, but in the East, I'm going under.
0: I just think this is a carryover from last year. You know this. Yes, last year was ugly, but they have not fixed enough of the issues. Where are the issues that they fixed? They're not there. Well, I think they're operating
1: more like a small market team, which is fine. I like I, I, you know, the GM uh, Bloom. I mean, we almost hired him for the Mets job before we hired Brody Van Wagenen. That that's sort of the way he operates, right? Like he comes from a small market background, and it's fine for them. That's what they're doing. But I think everybody kind of needs to understand. That is what they're doing. They're not mm-hmm. sort of wasting things right now. They're fully content to not be in contention this year. So it's a team that, again, if it comes down to it, if they're not in contention, they'll be willing to sell off pieces that they can and build up for next year. So I do lean the under.
0: I think they can make, I'll tell you what, I think you could make some money on the Red Sox under this year. I do. I just think too okay. many people are just buying into the concept that it's, it's the Red Sox. They're, yep. they're going to be better. No, I think they're still in this transition and they might even be into it in the first half of 2022. All right, let's go into the next uh, one here. The Baltimore Orioles close out the East 64 and a half. Not the greatest number 64 and a half. You're going to lose about 100 games or so. So here's the idea. It's whether or not you believe that they're just going to get pummeled by the rest of this division, which I think they probably are. You know, the low numbers typically I see the low number and I like to go over, I like to give yeah, some course. teams a little bit more of credit. Of course, now I have a hard time doing that here. I just yeah. gotta be honest with you. I, are you having the same hard
1: time? Oh, I'm under, I'm under. You're like, under. I feel bad it's such a low number, but yeah, this is a hundred loss team, like it just is. I mean, Joe, you and I do fantasy baseball obviously we are fantasy baseball quote-unquote experts and you lo- i like john means like i do like sure. him very much i don't think before i kind of was really digging into it i could have named another Orioles starter can people listening right now name another starter uh, jim palmer uh, jim palmer was at one point a he starter was. dylan bundy uh, was not dylan a good bundy starter for them was. before he went to the angels <laughs> it's i mean keegan aiken dean kramer Hey Lopez like this is not a major league (laughs) talk about some rotations this is not a major league rotation and their lineup is fine you and I are big Trey Mancini guys I like Ryan Mountcastle but not good enough to compete with these other lineups so and the bullpen isn't great at all. So there's just nothing about this that screams you're going to be able to like become a 65, 66 win team in this division. Again, where every team, even the Red Sox are not going to be terrible. We're not like a 76 win team. They're going to be around 500. So for me, it's a low number, but yeah, this is a team I'm fading. I will go under the 64 and a half here with the Orioles.
0: Yeah, I kind of worry, because they're going to play teams from the Central, too, and there's some better teams there we're going to get into in a second. Yeah. I think that's to be where I would lean the under as well. It's because of the rest of the league, even when they go play West Coast road trips. There's some of those teams in the West that are going to give them fits, the Angels are going to give them a hard time, the A's. Um, look. But let's, let's move on to the White Sox here in the Central, because this is one where I am excited right now. 91 and a half. Here we go. I'm finally excited. Why do I always get excited when it comes to the Central? I don't know why. I'm just a... I'm just a Midwestern kind of guy. Well, are you, are you
1: excited for oh, the over? Are you excited just for excited the over? you excited for the White oh.
0: Danny boy, I'm excited for the over 91 oh, and a half. Okay. Come on. Have we seen this lineup? They added Lance Lynn. He's a horse. Lynn, Giolito, Keichel. They've got some other guys too. They've got Dylan Cease and Lopez and, and who knows what Kopeck can give them. They fixed the ninth inning when they brought in a shutdown closer. Yeah. You have a lineup that doesn't quit. Oh my goodness. 91 and a half. I saw this and I just wanted to immediately go and find all the places where I could go and wager on it because I do feel like, This is something where they're not giving the White Sox enough credit. And I think it's time we do, because this is a team that is young, that is hungry, that already proved last year the concept, and now they're just coming back for more, and they've got the reigning MVP on their team as well, and Jose Abreu, I just think this team is much better than people realize. And I also think this whole division, you know, Minnesota and the Indians are going to, or the Cleveland baseball team, as it might be right now, is going to take a step back. I think they are backwards. still the
1: Indians, right? I don't know. I don't know. If
0: they are, I if apologize. They if they are not made I made the changes. Either, way, either I way, I think it's safe to just apologize. So, <laughs> White Sox for you, 91 and a half. What do you do?
1: <laughs> I kind of stay away from it. Oh, no! I thought we were going to hold hands and run through the village on this one. Let's point out a couple of things. Okay. Number one. There are books out there, FanDuel in particular, 90 and a half. So if you like it, you can get it even better at 91 and a half, which is a consensus line. Again, on our Betting Pros consensus, bettingpros.com slash MLB wins, you can look at the win totals for every team, the consensus line, and the individual sports books. So you're looking at it. The consensus line is 91 and a half, but there are a couple Fox Bet, FanDuel that are at 90 and a half. So you can get an even better line if you like the over, if you're available to bet in those markets. Here it is. I, you're right. Everything you said is right. And I, I've dug into this team and I can't poke holes in it. Okay. I really can't. Their lineup is extremely, extremely strong. It just is. There really is no holes in it. Their rotation, you mentioned it, Lynn, and especially a year like this, where you're coming off where you don't know if you can count on the innings that you're going to get from most pitchers. You can count on the innings you're going to get from Lynn. Giolito is great. Of course, Keiko is very good. Maybe the back end of their rotation is a little weak, but you mentioned it. They've got Kopech waiting to come. Yeah basically the best closer in the game and Aaron Bummer was probably okay to step in even if not here's what worries me Joe and it's probably silly to give this this much credit because there are teams that projection systems just kind of you know they they can't get a hold of like the A's and the Braves right the projection systems are always way below them the projection Pakota, right like one of the most well-known projection systems 82 and a half wins. No, it's, Why, that's what they had for the Braves too or something. I, like the, I agree. Uh, the Braves, they, There are on. certain There are certain teams historically, and they do it every single year. And they also overvalue a couple of teams every year, which we'll get to one of those teams when we get to the West. They undervalue certain teams every single year because I think they can't quantify certain parts of their team, whether it's the defense or, you know, with the Rays, sometimes the way they're able to, you know, basically outmaneuver everybody. I don't know what it is with the White Sox, and historically, I don't think they go under on the White Sox. So I've been digging into that. That makes me extremely worried when a projection system is nine win, nine wins, nine wins different than what the over-under is. So nine, I, nine times. Um, I <laughs> I, you know, I'm just basically I understand you're over. I'm not betting the under. But I'm staying away from it, and it, it's it's a simple thing. And people want to be like, "What do you mean?" So you like the team, you think they could go over, but the projection system is so far down, so you're off. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I am because when it's that big a difference, Joe, a nine win difference for me is enough for me to say, "Am I missing something with this team?" And I can't quantify it yet. So for me, I'm staying away. But if there is a way to go, it is over. I will agree with you
0: there. Closer check, rotation check,
1: I get it. I get youth it. check. Yep. depth in the system
0: check okay, wait, what wait, about I, this? I got more checks Wait, i got more checks i want to finish oh. my checks oh, oh i got sorry. a whole checklist there's so, a uh power check speed check defense big check a lot okay. of good defenders too madrigal is a good defender and they Madrigal's bring in it yes. over the out- now honestly it's it's going to be tricky with vaughn playing dh what you do with Aloy, not the greatest defender but he's going to be out there true but i think that's part of the acquisition there of bringing in the man meeting too is shoring up you know a lot of the outfield defense so yep. All right, ready I'm telling you Hold right on, now. You I think
1: they're closer to a hundred win team than they are a ninety win team. Ooh, all right. So they, right. you're you're really going over. I this. am. Maybe I maybe am. maybe, it's, team it's, White maybe Sox. for me. Maybe what's holding me back in addition to Pocota. Is Tony La Russa. like what <laughs> happens is, the first time? That is time? the one
0: check I did not check well, because what? I
1: don't. Know. <laughs> I you I you conspicuously uh forgot to mention the check. manager. Yeah, yeah, I think for me I, again, you know, maybe it's going to be one of these things. You're <laughs> going to see a bat flip. Like this team is young and cool and loose and bat flippy. And I feel like you're going to be like, did you just bat flip? your bench for three games and stuff like that. You could see yeah, like yeah, this but This sort is of...
0: the same guy who managed the A's with Very the forearm true, bashing was, was and Ricky flipping bats and things. Eighty and...
1: years. Go, man. Was. That was like another time. Look, that was a whole another time. No, only
0: Larusa cares about one thing winning. Okay. If they're winning, well, they can do whatever the hell they want. If they're right. losing, that's a different story. All right, but well, yes, if you work right. for Pacoda
1: and you are listening to this podcast message dm me on twitter and explain to me why you're so explain yourself uh, explain yourself when you all
0: say right. pacoda i always think of bill Pacoda or like immediately and that that shows my age i just yeah, want to put that up you're an
1: old man I'm that's old the problem man. all right uh,
0: minnesota twins are next 88 and a half now this number feels right to me this is one yep. that i'm running away from uh the twins i could do the opposite checklist everything could break right but donaldson's health couldn't this could be finally the year Nelson Cruz. God forbid, isn't Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Rosario is gone. Uh, Barrio still hasn't taken that step forward. is coming off a career year. All these things. Buxton's always hurts. so no strikes out every five seconds. There's so many negatives I can look at this team. And I think that that's a sound way of looking at it. And if you could look at all those negatives, it would tend towards an under. But I know that not every negative is going to happen for the Twins. So I think this is a good number. This is a stay away number for me. I'm bullish on the White Sox. I am passive about the Twins. What do you think about Minnesota this year in that 88
1: and a half? I agree with you that it's a pretty, it seems like a pretty sharp number to me. And again, you know, the last two years, 101 wins, and then they were on a 97 win pace last year. Mm -hmm. It's a good team and not that much has changed, but I agree with you. Like it is really easy to see this falling off a cliff because again, Nelson Cruz is a thousand years old, and although mm-hmm. everything looks good, and he continues to get it done, and he continues to be undervalued generally, like the wheels fall off for everyone. Sometimes. A- eventually eventually except me me. that's true not obviously um but Buxton you're right I mean if Buxton if I knew Buxton were going to be healthy the whole season I would love it but obviously never is Josh Donaldson feels like he's about to break down is Miguel Snow gonna play to the 80th percentile of his possible outcomes or the 20th you never know but their team is like it's it's solid I mean that the the big you know Barrios uh Maeda and I like Pineda. I like adding Jay Happ at the end of the rotation as well. I like adding Alex Calame, who continues to get it done despite mediocre stuff in the bullpen. So it does strike me as a team that's going to be above 500, but there's enough downside for me if everything goes right that I agree with you. I kind of want to stay away from the number. It's a, it's a solid number, something that solid I don't really number. love. Yep.
0: It's better than 500 team, but I don't think they're a 90 win team and that's yep. stay away. Now this next one, I like the over two. Uh, It's the Cleveland baseball team, the Indians, 81 and a (laughs) half. And the reason is they have pitching. You know, when we talk about all these other teams and go, oh, what about the three and the four and the five? Well, guess what? This one goes all the way. You know, you start with Bieber, who's probably the best pitcher in the American League besides Garrett Cole. You can have Mm -hmm. that conversation. But then after that, you've got Plesek, you've got Savali, who I think very highly of. You've got Tristan McKenzie. I mean, there's there's always the sense that Cleveland will find a way and they keep breeding these young pitchers and turning it over. And yes, they did lose Lindor, but they did bring in Rosario and and that's good. And, And I just feel like from the Indian standpoint, they have the manager, they have the pitching. That's enough to be more than a 500 team. And they're just giving them 500, 81 and a half is 500. They're better than that. They're 84, 85, in my opinion, somewhere around there. So for me, I actually think Cleveland's going to have a streak or two in the year. It's going to put them over 500 because that pitching can be so dominant at times. And that is something that other teams don't all have. So when they go and play some of the lesser teams in the East or in the West, they're going to feast on those teams with that pitching. That's my take on Cleveland. What's yours?
1: Uh, I'm not, I'm not like running to the over here just because I feel like Cleveland every single year. And again, it's. We talked a little bit about it with the Rays. It's like their whole is greater than the sum of their parts. They are somehow able to do it. They they are masters at getting these guys like Plesac and Savale, who are like command guys without the greatest stuff, and turning them into borderline dominant pitchers. I don't know how they do it every single year, but they are able. To get that done. Obviously, Karencheck, if he's dominant in the bullpen, I know he had a little bit of some control issues in the you know his first appearance there, and and that might rear their ugly head. Their lineup is not great. I think adding Eddie Rosario really helped a lot, and you know Fran Mills there, of course, Jose Ramirez. I don't know, man. I feel like when I look at the parts. It's like a 500 team. And I, they, will it surprise me if they go over? No, because they always find a way to be better than mm-hmm. I feel like they should be. But it strikes me as a 500 team. So, I, I mean, for me, look, I, I guess, you know, if I had to go one way or the other, I'd go over. But there's an over that I like in this division. We haven't gotten there yet.
0: All right. Well, maybe it's the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Dad thinks about them. Yep. 73 and a half is the number. Now, this is, I think, a a very competitive team. My problem is competitive and wins don't always go hand in hand. Yep. So that's the tough selling point for me on the 73 and a half. Now, I would lean towards the over here slightly mm-hmm. because I am actually going to go in the under in the next team and I think that's where the variance comes from. Yeah. I think the Royals are closer to the the other group than they are the bottom tier. Sure. But what do you think about the Royals because I'm guessing that's the one you're talking about because there's only <laughs> two left and I don't think it's the Tigers.
1: I'm not I'm not smashing the over not on the Tigers. the Tigers. That's true. Not that's huge, true. Not a Torkelson guy. (laughs) It is the Royals. It is the Royals at 73 and a half. They are my favorite one in in the division and it's over. And I think, again, part of it is I don't like the Indians as much as you. I have some probably, you know, unfounded concerns about the White Sox. The Twins might not be as good as they usually are. And I think the Royals are where they're going to make up a little bit of the difference. We've talked about it on the fantasy side. We really like what they have done this offseason for that sneaky good offense, right? Like Whit mm-hmm. Merrifield, Andrew Benintendi, who you and I both think can right. bounce back with the change of scenery. Sal Perez, Carlos Santana was a nice little, just sneaky little ad. Jorge Soler still has the power. You've got Adalberto Mondesi going to probably lead the league in steals. Hunter Dozier, we like as a bounce back who they signed to an extension. Michael Taylor finally is going to get some regular playing time and he can do some damage. The lineup really, from top to bottom. It doesn't blow you away. It doesn't have superstars, but it's a long lineup. It's going to be tough to get through them. Mm -hmm. And I like the rotation, not love the rotation, but I think they've got enough quality arms that they're going to be able to put out somebody pretty much each and every time through the rotation that's going to be like, this guy should keep us in the game, whether it's Duffy or Kelly, or or Kelly, um, Keller, pardon me, or Minor or Singer. I mean, I think that those guys are going to be able to do it. Greg Holland, like maybe the wheels fall back off I feel like they fell off and came back on and they might fall off again that's fine I don't uh, need any wheels anymore I'm not sure the eighth inning guy uh Stalmont (laughs) that guy's
0: been on donuts for years I'm pretty sure um
1: Stalmont or Stalmont I forget how to pronounce his name Stalmont um he he their reliever Dunedin um really he throws gas so he can really step in and again I I think that the fact that they signed Dozier to the extension I think this team sort of feels like it might have arrived, quote unquote, a little earlier than they expected. And they're willing to kind of play themselves into contention. So this strikes me as like a high 70s win team. I still think they'll probably be below 500, but it strikes me as like 78, 79 win team for me. So I really like the over. This is one of my favorite bets of the season.
0: Bobby Wood Jr. is pushing the envelope a little bit too. Mm, I like me some Bobby Wood Jr. I was very I mean, high on him. Uh, when he was drafted, I thought that was a great pick by the Royals and he looks like he might force their hand at some point. I don't know if they're going to willing to do it, but my, by goodness, the way, I will ready. say
1: Joe you, it was 73 and a half, right? That's what we had. I uh, will double check e- 73 and a half. Correct. It just dropped to 72 and a half. So now I'm even going more because again, the in the middle lines, of this
0: conversation, that I, wait, it,
1: well, I checked before, right before it was 73 and a half. The I, needle. The I didn't have it. We, it's, that's it's, what we
0: do. We move the needle here at betting. Well, throws.
1: I am going. And again, I, you know, as I said, the consensus line now has moved to 72 and a half. <laughs> there are 73 and a half. So it's basically right in between. But for me, again, I'm a New Hampshire DraftKings 72 and a half juiced a little bit towards the over so i get it um but i'm taking it with um, 72 all day long
0: all, day. all right last one here detroit tiger 68 and a half spoiler alert under for me um <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i'm just not buying this like i'm just this is a very competitive division uh it's a deep division yeah and i actually feel better about this under than i feel about the baltimore under be, uh, by by a long shot because i'm getting four games difference here so yep. if i'm gonna hammer an al under on a terrible team the Tigers are the one to me because this is one of the tougher divisions where I think all the teams ahead of them are just clearly a cut above. So that's, that's my take. And I just don't think the rest of this team is ready to take over yet. They're going to be a fun team in a couple years. And that sounds great, but you know what? It's 21. So it's not happening this year.
1: That is the correct answer, as I used to like to say on the fantasy side. I agree with you. I'm under on this too. And I feel bad because like it, it feels so easy to take these horrible teams and they've got really low win totals. And you're just like, no, I don't care. It's not low enough. But I agree. And again, the Tigers basically, they've, come out and said what they're doing. They're like, we we are lowering our payroll. We don't want to, you know, we're we're, we're slashing of... prices. <laughs> we are overloaded with the Miggy contract. So we've got these guys on <laughs> one year deals. We will sell them all off at the deadline. We will wait for our young kids to be here. They have no interest in trying to be competitive this year. They have very little talent on their team. So 68 and a half. They were at a 64 win pace, I believe last year. So I agree with you. I know it's the bottom feeders, but I will take the under on both.
0: All right, let's move on to the West here. The Houston Astros are at the top of it, theoretically, with 87.5. They just lost for Amber Valdez, probably for the season. I guess yeah. they probably. We're still waiting to figure that out. What happen,
1: by the way, where a fractured finger takes you out for the whole Man, season? Man,
0: I saw that thing. I saw the fractured finger. I was like, oh, well, he'll be behind. And then, right. like,. 24 hours later, he could miss the whole season. And I thought, what? Can I know, you imagine if this crazy. was the 60s or the 50s? They would say, yeah. like, well, just, just patch it back up and go pitch. <laughs> Run some dirt. forward right? pitch seven years with no thumb. How do you think he did that? Let me tell you something, <laughs> kid. So you don't old. know how tough. Oh it was god, back we're in so old. I'm don't so sorry, everybody. Whitey listening. forward pitch. It's a, it's a it's a baseball <laughs> reference. But anyway, the rotation's falling apart. We haven't even started like Forrest Whitley. He's got the UCL, so he's done. Forget that. Second opinion is it going to be the same as the first opinion, which is going to be Tommy John. And I think the Astros are going to be good. I just want to stay away from the Astros. Again, I see too many variables here. And when I see lots of different outcomes with a team, and this could be a team that smashes this number they could win 94 games this year yeah I'm telling you they have this kind of talent still on this roster if Alvarez bounces back if Altuve is right and plays 150 games if they get Zach Greinke to really lead this rotation and maybe McCullers or somebody else steps up in that void yep but there's too many butts and that's my problem with the Astros so 87 and a half I'm sorry I'm out I'm not nearly as excited as I was about the White Sox so your turn Astros 87 and a half what are you doing
1: uh, yeah, I'm going over. I feel less happy about it after the Framber Valdez injury for mm-hmm. sure uh, and obviously Whitley. But I'm still over. Again, this is a Peckota sort of variance. Not that I live and die by Pocoda or anything like that. But hey, it
0: sounds like you do.
1: I don't. It's, I just it sounds like you've
0: got stock in Peckota after this I show. Mean, I mean, I wouldn't it mind
1: like. it. But I, it, the bottom line is that when there's a huge difference between <laughs> Peckota and the window, like there, there's a reason that I try to sort of dig into why that is. And again, sometimes they they undervalue the Braves all the time and Ugh. the Rays too. So I, they're not the be all end all. But I do like Houston. And again, the Framber Valdez, like that. That's terrible. But that whole lineup is going to bounce back, right? Like everybody, like Bregman Mm -hmm. and Altuve and Correa. And you saw even in the um, playoffs how Altuve and Correa already did kind of bounce back. So I expect the lineup to be really good again. If Alvarez is healthy, finally Tucker is in there, ready to go. So I like the lineup a lot. And the rotation, again, they immediately went out and signed Odorizzi, right? Like immediately sort of did that to sort of say, okay, well, we've got to figure it out. And I don't love Odorizzi, but He'll give you innings, and then the rest of it is fine. Or Kiedi is not terrible. Javier is fine. I like McCullers as a bounce back. Really, I do, Um, and with Granke. So for me, this is a team who I I realize, like, there's no Verlander anymore, of course, and then they lost Valdez and all that, but it still strikes me as a team where the lineup is good enough, the management is good enough. I, I think, actually, Dusty Baker now has become, from this guy who burned out all his pitchers to a guy who is kind of, like, listening to analytics at this point, from what I can tell, So I like it. I think they're going to go over. I think they're more of a 90 win team. So I will go with the over here, even with the Valdez injury.
0: My biggest disappointment is I don't get to sing my song about Framber Valdez because on the DFS show last year, it was always Framber was the color of my energy all the time. (laughs) And I would sing that song. And every time he had a quality start, which was a lot and uh, made a lot of money with Framber Valdez last year. So uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, 83 and a half. Ooh, another team. Is this really whether or not you believe in Dylan Bundy? I'm telling you right now, if you believe in doing Bundy, then you like this over. If you And Shohei Otani. If you think those guys are going to throw, I don't know, 100, and, let's say 300 innings between them. Let's say 150 for each. Let's throw that out there or 100 and, I don't like some combination, 160, 140. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. If you believe in those two guys, I think you like the 83.5. Otherwise, I think this is the same old Angels. Like, yeah, it, it looks like it could be good, maybe. But at the end of the day, it's the pitching that uh, they're undoing.
1: Uh, I, I'm happy I get to do this because we were joking about me and Pocota. Pocota has them at 86 wins, and I love the under here, okay, at 80 On the 83, wow. And I like the under a lot. I wow. don't get it with this. I just don't – I don't get it. They haven't – I don't think they've gone – over this I, number
0: i don't know all i know is mike trout has three playoff appearances That's what all I know.
1: since 2015 <laughs> 2015 i just looked it up 2015 was the last time that they have gone over 83 and a half wins and i don't understand what is so exciting about this year where suddenly we're like look at this team okay look at the improvements we had what are the improvements like i like dylan bunny there's no way i'm relying on shohei otani by the way like, there's just no way and like okay is this the year Andrew Heaney is finally going to stay healthy and really take that next step? Jose, Jose Quintana, Quintana, Jose Quintana, you know what he is at this point. He'll give you. It's like they were just. I. I. Kudos to them for basically being like, we are going to make up for our lack of top end talent by just throwing a thousand pitchers in there. And so, like, when we lose one, we can throw another mediocre starter. I like Griffin Canning, but. I don't expect them necessarily to stay healthy the whole year. And Cobb, I mean, at this point, their rotation just isn't good. I like that they added Iglesias, but their bullpen still as a whole is not great. Defensively, they are bad. They lost Andrelton Simmons as well. So really, I just don't get this team. I, this is not a 500 team to me. I don't understand it. And I, again, I think the A's are again going to be good. And we'll talk about them mm-hmm. in a minute. And I like the Astros a lot more. So maybe it's it's that, but I do not understand I, I love the under on this one. I, I'm not going near the 83 and a half wins under all that.
0: <laughs> I, I thought they should have signed Trevor Bauer. I thought that well, was the they, thing. Why if aren't they,
1: had, they going out there and signing like a really, really top end pitcher? You know I what? Don't. Instead they do. They're like, let's just add a mediocre outfielder like that. That's sort of their, you know, they it. have so much money. Go out and assign the top end of the rotation starter already.
0: Uh, it's puzzling to say the least. Yeah. The Oakland A is also always undervalued every year. Now, a little less so this year, 86 and a half is the yeah. number. This actually feels about right. Now, here's the thing. If you could find 85 and a half somewhere or even something lower at some point, I would think about that. Here's what the A's for me is if this young pitching all clicks, yep. if it's AJ Puck, if it's Jesus Lazardo, if Montas yep. bounces back, they are going to crush this. I'm telling you, they're going to be probably fighting with Houston for the top of this division if that yep. pitching does what they're capable of. The question is innings. The question is the war of attrition if the A's are up to the task. So I'll ask you, do you think they
1: are? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel as strongly about it as I do on the Angels. And again, they're at 86 everywhere. Every book is 86 at this point. Mm -hmm. So this is 86 and a half. That's where you're going to get it. Again, this is one I'm just pointing it out because we were teasing about me that this is one where Pakota is under, like significantly under. But again, this is one where I think they just don't, whatever their projection system is, they don't know how to capture. What these teams are that are so <laughs> forward thinking, and yeah, I like again another one where like the the whole is greater than the sum of their parts. I, you know, the rotation as you mentioned, Bassett is kind of a sneaky decent major yeah. league starter, right? Lazardo, who we like for the upside. I really like Frankie Montas. Sounds like he's recovered from the COVID nineteen. Sean Manaya obviously is there. Mike Fires is all there. They're all fine. They, you know, they lost Hendricks, but they've got Rosenthal. He's battling a groin injury right now, but sounds like he'll be okay. The lineup as a whole is just solid. It doesn't blow you away, but they find ways to sort of do it. And they added Elvis Andrus. It's basically been a 97 win team. You give them their pace from last year for three straight seasons. Like this is just a team that knows how to win games. They're well coached. They're well managed. So 86 and a half. I lean towards the over. I'm not as excited about it again as I am about the under on the Angels, but this is one where I lean definitely towards the over.
0: Okay, two other teams here before we close things out. we got the Seattle Mariners at 72 and a half. The tricky one because we're excited about some of the young talent, but this right. kind of sounds like something we talked about before with some of these other teams. Like, yeah, I'm excited about Detroit's young talent, but where are the wins? 72 and a half. Once again, kind of feels about right. Yeah. 10 games under 500. Yeah. That sounds like the Mariners to me. So it's a hard pass for me. How about for you,
1: man? I, I love it when we disagree on things, but I do not disagree (laughs) with you here. This is like a hard (laughs) pass for me. There, there's a line that I say to my wife when we're joking, which is a line from Brooklyn nine, nine, which is after zero consideration, I can confidently say hard pass and that's basically how i feel on this like i looked at this and i was like yeah i guess it could all go really well but no this is like 10 games under 500 it's exactly what this team i mean not 10 games but 10 games you know over what it would take to get to 500 that's exactly what this team looks like to me so hard pass staying far away from it no interest in betting it either way
0: and then there's the texas rangers 67 and a half another one too where i just don't see it man you know sometimes with a team you want to see a plan I have no idea what the Rangers plan is. The Rangers have no idea what their plan is. I see Joey Gallo. I see some home runs. Yep. I see they'll probably win some around, I don't know, 67 games. Yep. Once again, just hard pass rate because I don't I don't see how they get above it. And it's already too low of a number where if I had to lean, I'd probably lean slightly on the over here just because like I just don't know if they're closer to losing 100 games <laughs> as, as this total is telling yep. you. But then again, you look at the rest of this rotation, and you go, oh, maybe. I mean, this is another rotation that is, it's brutal. They're the pitching haves and have nots And I just think over 162 this year off the COVID season where people don't have any stamina, it is going to be glaringly obvious, which is why I keep coming back to Cleveland because Cleveland does have that. And I think that is a huge separator where if you're going to give you a 500 Cleveland team, you take your shot on that one because it's a good chance that that pitching wins out over the long haul. But the Texas Rangers, 67 and a half. I'm out. Where are you?
1: And it's a good point on Cleveland, by the way. I think that that's, that's right. Every now and, these, and then, something smart once a Every once, once a in shit. a while. It's the first once time. A I, look, this is something where, I, like you, this is not like one of my favorite bets on the board. I actually if forced to choose. I would lean under. There are 66 and a halves out there. So if, you know, at that point, especially stay away. 67 and a half, I kind of lean under. Again, this is a team that A, does not seem to have interest in competing this year. The bullpen is really bad. Jose Leclerc, I guess, will close. And I, Jonathan Hernandez now, just today, has something apparently with his UCL and his elbow. So the, the bullpen really is not going to be good. The offense I like Willie Calhoun and I like Joey Gallo and that's about it. And the rotation is just yeah. It's I mean I like Dane Dunning, you know, as a long term guy and but yeah, Kyle Gibson is your number one. That's just not gonna work. So Oh God, it just
0: I, I, just I would chill lean under I would lean
1: under. I would lean under, but I'm not nearly as strong as the Tigers and the Orioles, the bottom feeders of those divisions. I like those much more. So mostly a stay away from me, but I if had to if I had to choose, I would lean under.
0: All right. I want to remind everybody, hit us up at bettingpros.com. And of course you can check out the MLB win totals at bettingpros.com slash MLB wins. Dan, anything else going on fun and exciting in the
1: world of BP? Uh, these days, we've got so much March Madness stuff that's about to drop. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have this bracket optimizer, which I'm not even going to tell you about yet because I'm going to wait till ooh. it launches where ooh, it is going to be spectacular. You are going to be able to fill out a bracket depending on where you play and your your scoring system that they award points on it depending on the size of your pool you can start with a consensus sort of picks of people who have put in brackets if you like trust a bunch of people like we do with consensus experts it is going to be spectacular be on the lookout for the bracket optimizer we will have more about that next week i need a life optimizer
0: let's let's yeah. get working on that we get the life That's, optimizer and then we're then we're all set so we're, just we're, in, so
1: we're in we're in uh, works for it for you but it's like forty years in development. So we gotta That's Okay, wow. I'm I'm not going anywhere. You're All
0: fine. right. <laughs> I have a very long term contract here. Uh <laughs> just to recap too, I am very bullish on the White Sox and the Indians. That's where really I'm looking. Uh Dan, final thoughts here as we close the uh close the door on the American League win totals.
1: Yeah, I love the Royals over. I think this team is definitely going to be closer to 500 than people are giving them credit for. At the same time, I really like the under on the Angels because I do not get it. They are poor defensively. (laughs) The rotation is mediocre at best. The bullpen is just okay. So those are my two favorite, over on the Royals, under on the Angels.
0: All right, that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Dan Harris, I'm Joe Pizzoppia. We'll see you next time, kids. (laughs)